0: Hello, and welcome to Pastor George's Bible Study.
1: Kings chapter 6. 23. The second king, chapter 6, from verse 16 to 23. The Bible says, So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. In the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around elisha so when the syrians came down to him elisha prayed to the lord and said strike these people i pray with blindness and he struck them with blindness according to the word of elisha now elisha said to them this is not the way nor is this the city follow me and i will bring you to the man whom you seek but he led them to Syria to Syria. he led them to Samaria so it was when he had come to Samaria that Elisha said lord open the eyes of these men that they may see and the lord opened their eyes and they saw and there they were inside Samaria verse 21 now when the king of Israel saw them he said to Elisha my father shall i kill them shall i kill them but he answered, you shall not kill them. Would you kill those whom you have taken captive with a sword and bow? Set food and water before them, that they may eat and drink and go to their master. Then he prepared a great feast for them. And after they ate and drank, he sent them away. And they went to their master. So the Assyrian leaders came no more into the land of Israel. I'm trusting that God will help us understand as we study His Word together this evening. So we are looking at that story again. Um, we just want to do a quick recap, as usual, of some of the things we talked about last time, just as a base for us to continue. You know, exposition on that scripture can somebody help us one of the children please that's very interesting this time some um who is sitting in the Salido house how come the gene is not sitting directly in front of the camera it is now
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. that is interesting why they change in position any reason any reason why there is a changing
2: because
1: someone's making us <laughs> someone is making you someone is making you sit in front of the camera that's interesting okay so
2: next
1: week. well can can somebody help us one of the children please just as a summary what we talked about last, yes um, last week
2: Um. So, again, that so from verse fourteen, the the um the Syrian um troops they surrounded the city. So when the devil wants me um, to fall into his traps, he'll try and make it so there's no escape. Um, and from verse fifteen, that when seven went out um, he saw the uh, army and Elisha said that, who's greater, that he that is with us is greater than those with them uh, so that means that Jesus is um, the one who can give me victory and that in verse 17 Says that um, Elisha prayed to open the um, servant's eyes. Um, I trust God to open my spiritual eyes uh, because um, then I'll be able to see um, how God's helping me. And that will um, cast out the
1: Okay. There are some other things you said. Better, well done. As some other things we said. Can somebody help argument what better has said? From verse... We talked about verse 14. The soldiers, the enemy surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God arose early, he went out. We talked about that. So, can somebody... Just remind us what we elaborated on last week, on that, verse 15. Yes, children, who else can add to what Bethel has said? abigail um i didn't
0: make any notes
1: did you make any notes but with this you were here last week what did we talk about um open to verse 15. What did we say about verse 15? I didn't say you should talk to Samuel. Abigail, what did we talk about in verse 15?
0: We talked about um, the servant, uh, the first thing he did when he woke up was um, going out in the morning. Um, So the first thing we should do is to read our Bibles and spend time with God.
1: What did you say about going out in the morning? Um, When you wake up early in the morning and you go out, what did you say? Samuel, what did you say about going out in the morning? Um, That when you go out, you can see things you're not meant to, and we should... Um, what else did you say what what are the other things you said last week just to add to what the said
0: well we talked about in verse 16 when it says those who are with us are more than those who are with them so it's the same for us spiritually that um God and the angels are with us, um, we completely outnumber all the devil's forces.
1: Do you remember what quoted the scripture? Last week.
0: Um, Is it that he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world?
1: Exactly. Where's that scripture? somewhere um it's yeah 1st John um, I think it's 1st John uh, I can't remember the chapter look, it? look for it and tell us um, so you said that or oh, we were encouraging ourselves last week that um we must we should learn the habit of waking up in the morning and the first person or the first person we should be talking to is the lord if you just go out like someone has said like this servant the bible just said he went, woke up early wake up early in the morning it would be good to wake up to do something and what is the first thing that should be done is to sit down before the Lord communicate with him in devotion in prayer, in studying his word Elisha I suspect maybe was doing the same thing early in the morning no wonder he saw something different from the servant and I'm praying that that should be our practice so that we are not activity and business of life. You prepare your day or you you speak to God first when you wake up so that your day can be you can have a guided day so that the Holy Spirit will guide you through your day. I know it's it's not something that is um easily taught as it were people just talk about it. But we are talking about the practice of it that it should become our practice. That when you wake up in the morning, you will not be like this servant who just went out. Woke up in the morning and encountered... Elisha woke up in the morning. He knew what was happening because in his place of prayer, God must have been telling him, these Syrians are coming, they are coming with a band of army, but don't worry, I'm with you. How did Elisha know that chariots of fire were surrounding him? because elisha was communicating with god unlike this servant so samuel have you found that scripture in first john um yeah first, yeah. One, four. first john four. 1 john four please can you read it yes you dear children are from god and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world so let's be reassured from that scripture the bible says you are of god little children and have overcome them because so why have you overcome them it's because he that is in you jesus that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. I'm praying that we we would hold on to the truth of this scripture and make it our own. We would allow God to inscribe this scripture on our hearts. So that we'll be assured that the Jesus in you is greater than whatever the enemy can throw at you. So going back to 1st, 2nd. 6. We'll continue from there, from where we stopped. So the Bible said in verse 17, Elisha prayed, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of chariots and horses of fire. Chariots, uh, full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. That's very important and um, we've just read the scriptural reference to support that statement but there's something i want us to look at there Elisha prayed so that the, the servant's eyes will be open and i think it's very important for us to learn as parents as spiritual leaders it is so crucial that we carry a burden for people. Look at the prayer Elijah prayed. Elijah did not tell him of Elijah did not say, Well, it's your own business. You can't see. He woke up early this morning. Instead of praying, he went out. I don't know what he went out to do. When Elijah prayed. He said, Lord, open his eyes. And it's important to keep praying for our brethren. We keep praying for those who don't know the Lord Jesus. We keep praying that God Himself will open their eyes because you see, what you see determines how you respond. What you see determines how far you will go with God. This servant only saw the chariots of the Syrian army. Because he did not see the chariots of fire of God, he was scared. If you don't see of god if you don't allow the vision of god and his plans and his will if you don't see it you will be like every other person with no spiritual direction and i'm praying that that will not be your portion because it's very bad that you you know jesus you've come to know him as lord and savior but you don't see as he sees so one of the things we need to take on pray for ourselves and also pray for others that they may see god continually they may see his will they may see his works so let's go to verse 18 the bible says so when the Syrians came down to him elisha prayed for the lord prayed to the lord and said strike these people i pray with blindness and he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. Good to take note of that. Do you notice what was going on there? The Syrians came to arrest Elisha with their army. And look at what Elisha said. He said, Lord, strike these people with blindness. And immediately, Blindness came, they didn't see where they were going. And you know, when you study it, Elisha was wicked, isn't it? You think I'm sure when you look at it, when we study it together, it's almost looking as if ah, Elisha is a wicked man. Why is this why is this striking? Why is this saying God should strike people with blindness? But I wanted to see beyond that. Elisha was going to bring these people to the king of Samaria. So the Bible said, Now Elisha said to them, This is not the way, nor this is the city. Follow me. That's verse 19. And I will bring you to the man whom you seek. And he led them to Samaria. Elisha, his ultimate aim of praying to God so that this army will not see was not to kill them, was not to render them useless. He was just to direct them somewhere else. And beloved brethren, do you know I don't know if you if you let's do a comparison. Do you remember Elisha when he had just received the anointing from Elijah? Do you and some youths were making fun of him. do you remember that story and then they were making fun of him they were singing a derogatory song laughing at him they told him oh bad hell go up the bible called them band of youths and he cursed them and a and a bear came and killed them that was elisha but i thought that elisha will cause fire from heaven so that all this army will be useless eh? i thought elisha will cause, but look at what elisha did here momentarily or temporarily it caused blindness to come on them so that he can guide them to where they need to be it's very interesting Do you know at times God organizes for there to be a little bit of confusion in your life so that he can guide you? At times, God needs to direct you. But he needs to make sure that you don't see so that he can direct you. I'll give you an example. God put Adam to sleep so that Eve can be formed. So that he can wake up and see Eve.
3: It will be too painful for Adam to have that procedure without having uh, any anesthetic it's like when you do your operation George yeah you have to anesthetize patients or put them to sleep so that they will not feel anything for their comfort
1: I tell you I've been there before we tried when I finished medical school as a house officer wanted to do a quick procedure on a man and because the man didn't have money to pay for general anesthetic he begged us he said please use local i said "Hmm, i don't think this thing will be possible my colleague said let's just try it oh my god it was it was not a good experience we start yes is it not so that adam couldn't take any credit for it that's exactly what we are saying that's one most times because we have our own will as human beings we don't allow god to do his work if adam was alive not alive if adam was awake maybe he would have prevented God from doing what he wanted to do. So God put him to sleep for some time, just put a on the side so that it doesn't interfere. It's almost similar to what was going on here. You know Elisha could not go to those soldiers and say follow me, they needed to be blind just for some time so that they can be directed to the right place. And at times, God does it for us. God brings in some interruptions to our lives so that you can be directed. It is still the hand of God at work. The prayer is that we resist God when He's doing His work in our lives. That's the prayer. The prayer is that because, you see, it's because you see, because, you know, Jesus said it to the Pharisees once then because you see your sin is not removed. You can't confess your sin. Because you don't, you see. You can't obey God. And that's why it's important for us to ensure that a God's grace, when God is nudging your heart to direct you in a certain way, don't resist him. You see, there was no way these soldiers could follow Elisha if they were, if their eyes could see. There was no way, there was no way these soldiers could, on their own, Elisha would not tell them, Just follow me. They will follow, they needed to be blind so that they can follow. You understand? The same thing applies to us a man who is going to follow God must almost behave blind what i mean by behave blind is that you give up your sight so that god will be your sight you see we are not physical sights now that's not what we are talking about we are talking about god guiding your life spiritually if we are going to actually follow god we must learn to put aside our own sights our own understanding so that we can submit our understanding to god's understanding in order to follow him that's what we are saying that's what god is trying to do with us you see because you are not a robot a robot has no option a robot goes by what he has been programmed to do but you are a free moral agent with a will that can decide and say Yes, I'm following God. No, I'm not following God. Personally, if God wants to show you mercy, he he, he 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 if you are let me use the word, if you are a bit stubborn, he wants to say, Okay, let let's interfere with his program a bit so that he can see God. You know it happens all the time. Did Joseph ever think? Let's let's look at it this way. Did Joseph ever think? that his dreams would come to pass through the way God was taking him. Joseph was sold to slavery and God was already showing him what he would do. But there was there could he ever join the dots together to know that actually he was going to pass through the prison pass through Potiphar's house to get to where God was taking him to times god in his mercy interrupts your program your plans so that he can bring you to his will It's god's mercy honestly and we're more minded to that so that we can actually follow god if you look at this story it was very interesting the soldiers were blinded in verse 9 in verse um nineteen and elisha said to them this is not the way (laughs) this is not the way and it's very important is that as if God was telling telling them this is not the way follow me you see that's God talking actually God was just talking to Elisha this is nothing and because they were blind they did not have an option but to follow Elijah do you see what we are saying you see that's why at times when you don't have an option you just have to settle down and follow God but if you had options you would just say excuse me I'm not following so Elijah told them follow me and they had to follow Elijah was not Carlos here Elisha was not going to destroy them the Bible said it said follow me and I will bring you to the man whom you seek so he led them to Samaria now look at it in verse 20 so it was when they had come to Samaria that Elisha said Lord open the eyes of these men that they may see do you see in the end beloved brethren what God wants to do with us is that when your eyes are open you will actually see his plans. You will see his will. You will see what the perfect will of God he wants you to walk into. The true way that you should walk, you and I should walk into, God actually wants us to walk in it. So for these soldiers, the Lord opened their eyes and they saw, and they were inside Samaria. Verse 21. Verse 21. Now, when the king of Israel saw them, he said to Elisha, My father, shall I kill them? Shall I kill them? Do you see the king of the King of Samaria there? This is the enemy, Lord. Let me let me slaughter them. And you can see the difference in hearts between the king and Elisha. Elisha did not want to kill them. Elisha would have prayed Lord. I asked for fire, let it burn all this army. Since it was a chariot of fire that came to protect me, let that chariot of fire go and burn the Syrian army. Elisha did not pray like that. Elisha showed the love and compassion of God. It's as if Elisha's heart had changed. The Elisha that cost those children, those youths, was not the same Elisha, it was a different Elisha in a way. Who was showing mercy and compassion on this army? They came to arrest Elisha. But Elisha would not allow them to be killed. Look at it. The king said, My father, shall I kill them? Shall I kill them? Verse 22. So Elisha answered, You shall not kill them. Would you kill those whom you are taking captive with your sword and bow? You are not going to kill them. God has not said you should kill them. You should show them mercy. And what was the mercy? Look at the next thing. Set food and water before them that they may eat and drink and go back to their master. Wonderful. Do you remember what the Bible teaches on how to treat your enemies? Can somebody tell me? One of the children. Please, what did the Bible say on how to treat your enemies? Love your enemies. Love your enemies. Yes. What else?
3: Pray for those who persecute you.
1: Yes. So, from the children, can you tell me where, show me a scripture that confirms love your enemies? Yes, student help us here The adults will keep quiet for you Yeah
0: How do it George?
1: No 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 I don't want you to do it. The children can do it. I trust them. Yes. Can somebody help us? She... Ma- yes, who is that? Please.
0: She... Abigail.
1: Okay, yes, Abigail. Matthew 10. Um, 5, verse
0: 34. Okay. It says, verse 34: Love your enemies, to persecute
1: you. Good. So we've seen that scripture there. Matthew 5, verse... 34. 34. Forty four, yeah. No. Four, sorry. Sorry. 44, 43. If you read it, can you read from verse 43?
0: Uh, yeah. Um... You heard that it was said, Love hate your enemy, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may Oh that that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Keep reading. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that. And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing this? Do not even pagans do that. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect.
1: Good. I hope we have we understand what the Bible is saying. I know it looks very strange, but this is Jesus talking. If you read the scriptures, that was Jesus' very words. Love your enemies, and that was what Elisha was practicing here. He said, These people are going to arrest me, set food and water before them. There's another scripture in one of Paul's letters that talks about how to treat your enemy. Can any of the children remember that scripture? in One of Paul's letters. Okay, go to Romans. Romans chapter. I'm giving a clue. Yes! You know it, Raphael. I think I found something.
0: Yeah uh romans 12 verse 20 says exactly thank you very much yes it, please instead if your enemies are hungry
1: feed them if they are thirsty give them something to drink in doing this you will keep burning coals of shame on their heads Mm. wonderful thank you very much you see the word of god exactly what what Elisha was doing to the enemy
3: George, another en-
1: one in yes.
3: uh, Proverbs 25, 21. Okay. Uh, it says here, if your enemy is hungry, give mm. him bread to eat. Mm. And if he is thirsty, give him water to drink. So it's the same.
1: Exactly. Yeah. The word of God. You can correlate it in the Old Testament and in the New Testament as well.
2: George, I, yes? you've been burning coals on someone's head to nice do <laughs> yes. You want
1: to so, explain, explain that? that. Yeah, we're going to we going to explain that. So when you when you do good to somebody who is planning and is doing evil to you, when you give coals on somebody's head physically, what happens? <laughs> Uh, what Raphael read, it said, a uh, burning cause of shame. I don't, don't know what version it is. Which version is that, Raphael? I don't see. New Living Translation. It called it burning, you are heaping burning cause of shame. You see, when you help somebody who is nasty towards you, what you are doing is you are making the person powerless. Because I... Uh, I, I, uh, George, the, yeah. uh, the
3: the things of burning fire, uh, the coals of burning fire was, was due to the fact of the, the the temple had to be lit by holy fire. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, they had to keep the coals warm. Yes. But that was God's holy fire. So it wasn't a, a fact of... Of shame, it was actually actually the opposite because they had to they had to keep God's holy fire warm because His fire kind of came from heaven. Mm-hmm. And that was that was that was due to why. It, so rather than being a kind of condom, condom a bad
1: thing, it's, it's actually it's actually the opposite. Okay, but that's in the context of what happens in the practice of worship in the temple. Yeah. So in in um, a lot... lot how do they put it now? is it a it's an illustrative example of analog blame isn't it whereby when somebody is nasty to you and the bible said Give him food to eat let me just read that scripture it says that if for in doing so you heap coals of fire on his head verse 21 now says do not overcome do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good when when you when you do good you, in fact it is it is a powerful act of rendering rendering that person powerless powerless in the sense that he doesn't he, he, he can he should not he will not be able to respond to your love it cannot respond to that act you make making with no it doesn't have anything to say again i can't use another heavy word but it's like as if you are you are killing the hate the hatred that person has towards you when somebody is nasty to you the normal response is that you should be nasty to that person as well but the bible says a soft anger pulls away rough somebody is shouting on you and then you come and with a soft answer with a with a lovely voice of uh, with a good tone of voice you can the be down you you are turning that person's anger away and that was what was happening if you look at this story that is exactly what happened second Kings chapter six the bible said um elijah said give them food to eat. it's kind of magic people came to arrest you they came with all their guns and with all their with all their weapons they come to arrest you like they came to arrest jesus and peter cut off the ear of that high priest servant you remember what did jesus do was- if you were jesus will you heal that ear or will you say Actually, that ear as it's cut is not only that one that will go. The next one should just go as well. <laughs> it's not only his, it's not only his ear I want to off. Maybe his tongue, how many years you should not see anything, <laughs> or even his head should go. But Jesus went ahead and healed the ear. So if you look through scriptures, every time you will see the. The example the Lord wants us to follow. Now it is difficult, beloved brethren. It. it is not a walk in the park. It's not something you just do automatically. But this is kind of the kind of behavior the Holy Spirit wants us to have. This is the kind of fruit of the Spirit. You see, when you when somebody is nasty to you and is being insulted and 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 you smile and then you use a soft answer to answer the person don't you feel that, that it automatically you, the, the other person just feels a bit stupid that's why i don't disagree with the sort issue of shame because it looks shameful somebody was shouting on you and all of a sudden you just say oh sorry about that and with all the person shouting he was angry all the veins in his neck was, was coming out <laughs> And you responded with this so if you almost look, why was I angry at this guy? There was no need. And if you look at this second kings, it's very interesting. Look at it together. Second Kings, where they came to arrest, <laughs> they came to arrest Elijah. The Bible said, Elisha said, You shall not kill them, set food before them that they may eat. You know they've been traveling they came to arrest elisha some of them must have been hungry, not eating breakfast remember they came to arrest elisha early in the morning eh? so if those soldiers arrived early in the morning what ha- what was happening they must have been traveling overnight so they came to arrest elisha early in the morning and here was elisha giving them breakfast look at it in verse thirty-three. Then the king he prepared a great feast. Can you imagine? If soldiers come to arrest arrest you and you say, So just don't worry, before you before you go, let's have breakfast. What will you eat? Will you eat full English or continental? <laughs> and then you go to the kitchen and you fry bacon for them. Look at what happened in verse 3 then they prepared the great feast for them and after they ate and drank they went away and went back to their master can you imagine they went back to the king of syria and the king of syria was asking Ah, where's the man i told you guys to arrest <laughs> excuse me um, um oh king sorry we cannot arrest a man who gives us breakfast <laughs> in fact the break on our heads. In, in 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 samaria is the best i of eating in a while how can i arrest such a man who made sure that we, we we ate properly we drank properly we had very good breakfast my men didn't have any power to arrest anybody they don't want to go home now and sleep because they enjoyed their breakfast the bible said they ate and drank and he sent them away and they went back to their master. Look at the next verse. The next part of that verse. So the band of Syrian readers came no more into the land of Israel. Do you see what love does? Supposing the king of Syria said, no! oh, if you go back and arrest these guys. Arrest the king, uh, arrest uh, Elisha. The Bible said, so the band of syrian raiders came no more into the land of Israel. wonderful that is what your love can do to somebody who doesn't like your face like i would not have cooked bacon though <laughs> okay. he fried eggs for them and, and spice it up with onions and tomatoes he garnished it toasted bread on the coals of fire and they ate and they enjoyed themselves maybe some of them did not even want to go back they said ah Elisha if this is how you treat your enemy then I'm staying here no wonder the bible said so the, the band of Syrian leaders came no more do you see how what love can do every other time they wanted to come into israel to raid they couldn't go how can i go and raid a, a country where the people there organized a huge feast for me how how can i go and raid a, a king who organised a good, a lovely feast? I cannot, I cannot forget. It's as if all this should even come out of my mouth. It's wrong. What is God telling us from this story? He's just challenging your heart and my heart. Why we must not be avenging. Why we must not be. Um. Which word am I trying to use now? We must not be vengeful. We must not look for ways of paying evil with evil. Rather, the Bible is teaching us, pay evil with good.
0: Hmm.
3: George, it's it's like what's happening, you know, with the war. Mm -hmm. You know, when it started uh, in uh, 2001 with this 9-11, and then war, um, you know, for 20 years, two decades, and they have to, uh, what you the one, uh, wasted a lot of resources, a lot of lives, uh, been, um, compromised and everything. It's like, you know, retaliation, vengeance. It's not helping at all, isn't it? Because one will just keep going on, like, well, you hit my family and then I'm gonna avenge you know it's just keep going so the best thing really is just to forgive your enemy and uh, I know it is hard George it mm. is hard once especially you yourself you're in that position it is hard but I know it is only by the grace of God who can heal our, with all these uh, hurts that we have experienced from people that have uh, you know caused us sorrows isn't it mm.
1: Hmm. that's why you see we are discussing this so that we can pray if god can help us if god can help me can help you to respond like this what i am being talented about is that there is going to be a great effect because you see this singular act that elisha and the king of samaria did stopped lives being lost the readers, the Bible said, these readers, Syrian raiders came no more. They used to come and harass people. But when Elisha organized feasts for them, how can they come? They will keep remembering that feast. Even when the king of Samaria, of Syria, says, Ah, I need you guys to go and deal with the Israelites. I says, Sorry, we are not going anywhere. Can you imagine the rebellion? we are not going we can't go back to a country that fed us so that we can and kill their people you can imagine maybe some of the soldiers will say oh king maybe you should go go to israel and see if they will not feed you <laughs> you know you know maybe they were trying to explain to the king he didn't understand just oh king king of syria just go to israel go and talk to elijah i'm sure he will organize food for you and then your mouth will be shut. you see the prayer now is can god help our hearts to respond like this you know children in school there is one particular student that likes harassing and disturbing you and you show him love help him when he's in need It is heartbreak. It has happened before. I'm talking as somebody who has experienced some of these things. In fact, I'm sure um, Nika will understand what I'm saying. While I was in Hemel, one of the senior matrons, I don't know for whatever reason, when I was a junior doctor there, I don't know. She just didn't like me. I will come to the world to do something. She was not complaining. So, you see, the first reaction was I would just ignore her. When she's talking, I will just I will pretend as if I'm not hearing her. But at the end of the day, my heart just melted. I just felt no. That's not what Jesus would do. So I became her friend. So what happened? There was what she needed help. Eh? I thought she thought i would ignore her i volunteered my, myself to go and help the patient she was trying to look after and i did not know that singular act just turned things around and she became my very good friend in fact she became my friend up to the point that when they want to hit a lot of work for me she would insist and say, No, 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 please. Dr. George has been working very hard. Please give somebody else. <laughs> I, I, can't, I, can't, I, I will not forget the day when a patient was very insulting, And the patient was actually insulting me on the wall. And this matron, when she heard, she, one of the nurses reported it to her in our office she just came and said no she went straight to the patient we are discharging you today <laughs> and i was saying excuse me uh, no no don't worry no uh, dr john this patient has insulted his staff i'm going to insist he's discharged i was even begging i was saying no he, you know in some of these patients they can be on they, they can be rude and everything no cannot come one of our doctors here and i will sit down and be watching she insisted that that patient be distracted that day from the hospital even when the patient apologized at first she didn't want to listen to the apology you see that was somebody who me and her who were not on speak all because i volunteered myself to help out She's subbing so me. So what we are saying is not easy. It's almost natu- it's natural to respond in kind. Somebody was nasty to you. You too, so you'll be nasty to the person. But that is not the way of Jesus. That is not the highway of righteousness. We call it a highway of righteousness because it is a highway. It's not on that road. But the Bible is saying overcome evil with good and as we do that you will be allowing your light to shine people cannot ignore such gestures no matter how unpleasant people are it doesn't it, it, honestly it, it doesn't sound at some point that heart will break that's what we're trying to say To break. And the prayer now is that God should help us experience. Or God is God should help us have this kind of path. That's the prayer. So, beloved brethren, we will pray about this because it's very important. How are we going to share the gospel? And people will listen to you and me. Is this way this thing? Uh, you are nice to somebody the person has no option but to listen to you even if the person will not agree to what you are saying but because you have showed love unconditional love that person will listen because it was only natural for the king if Elijah had said when the king asked father should I kill them and Elijah said finish them excuse me, will the band of Syrian rebels still not come? If they kill those soldiers, wouldn't more come and harass them? It will happen. So all we are seeing here, this singular act of love saved a lot of people. And the same thing can apply to us. Your singular act of unconditional love, because you are following what Jesus, want you to do we go a long way in helping a lot of people not just physically even spiritually i
0: think something that people worry about is that um people will take advantage of such a behavior you
1: mm-hmm.
0: know like in your case now the nurse might say yeah it's also judge you wouldn't mind giving him more work
1: but she was she was stopping them from giving me more work That's what I'm saying. Sometimes people might take advantage. Okay. So let's talk about that. Matter of taking advantage, I know, is a strong case. But as long as you are following Jesus, don't you think it's enough price to pay if your love will draw people to the kingdom? don't you think it's a good price to pay because at the end of the day did they take advantage of jesus or not of course they did but as we are talking today there is no name given among men through which we must be saved except the name of jesus and you don't know how far god can use your singular act of love and kindness to give you a voice to give you a platform in the midst of men honestly
3: choice because yes. i think what we do as christians is to love our enemy and it says in Romans twelve nineteen that vengeance is mine saith the Lord so we just love them and then uh, we just uh, let God you know avenge our sorrows exactly our frustrations
1: God who has asked us to obey him will look after us on the surface of it it looks as if it is a disadvantage It looks as if being good is is has very bad consequences it may bring some bad consequences but at the end of the day god is not unjust he will reward your labor of love god at the end of the day will honor you If they are looking for a shining example if people are looking for an example to follow you suddenly become a model why because you have insisted you've buried you've put the consequences at the back of your heart and you said lord because jesus did it i'm going to do it do you remember scriptures the bible says those who will live godly in christ jesus will suffer persecution it's part of the package of following jesus they took advantage of jesus did jesus not have the authority and the power to send out legions of angels to finish those people that came to arrest him but he did not so they took advantage they took advantage when they blindfolded Jesus, spat on him and slapped him and asked, prophesy. Honestly, I was really it And in my heart, I would just think, i say, ah, if I was Jesus and somebody slapped me like that, immediately I would, ask, I would just say, let your hand hang there for the next 20 years. That hand used to slap me. It will remain like that for the next 20 years. But thank God I'm not Jesus. a lesson yes i agree there are consequences for following this way but at the end of the day god will reward you at the end of the day you will become a model that people cannot ignore all because you have insisted on shining like jesus This is the highway of righteousness that you do not pay back evil for with evil and accidentally you drove and somebody comes and is honing at you and is insulting you what should you do should you should you should you should you to not slow down your car Bring bring down your winds your uh, your window screen, windscreen, as it were, and then insult the person back. But if you if you, as the person is insulting you, you so say, "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> how will you make that person feel? You are actually making him speechless. even if he says if you tell him oh i'm sorry and he says you should be i say i'm sorry again <laughs> we you not leave you alone you see like we said and like this scripture clearly says they are always at the end of the day because it costed the king you know when when the bible said Elisha told the king set food before them so they didn't plan to do a great feast that morning. So the king had to organize emergency breakfast for soldiers that came to arrest Elisha. So it costed the king something. But on the long run, those band of Syrian raiders never came again into the land of Israel. They couldn't try it. i'm trusting that god will help us so that we can make this our lives that we'll ask the holy spirit to inscribe this kind of heart to inscribe this on our heart so that we can truly shine like christ like i said it's not easy but let's resolve that we are going to obey god and obey his word
3: and I think George, um, can I add with that? You know, because yeah. of these um uh Syrian uh warriors, I think when they testify to about how they've been treated by the uh Israelites and even the king of Israel, mm-hmm. I'm sure it has a big impact uh to the to the king as well of Syria and I I'm sure it affected him as well that's why he has a change of heart that uh instead of bothering elisha again or the israel they didn't uh, go back because their lives uh, have been impacted with that love that they received from uh israel
1: exactly exactly because we think this doesn't work we think that is a waste of time will will be will we'll be, we'll be treated harshly and they will take advantage of us we think at the end of the day there is no reward there is reward because there was peace at the end and that principle works it worked in the time of Elisha, thousands of years ago it has not stopped working it still works up to today if only we can just agree with the word of god I trust God will help us. So, I'll stop here. Let us pray about these points. Let's ask God for deliberateness. The Holy Spirit, help my heart. It's not natural for me to behave like this. Help me so that when I am face with situations like this, I will please you. Let me not behave like James and John, the sons of thunder. They were asking for fire. The Samaritan said, Jesus, you are not passing through this place. And James and John said, Lord, just give us the permission. Let's call down fire. What did Jesus say? You know, God will help us because, like I said, this is, this kind of heart is not natural. God must give us the grace to obey his word.
2: Amen.
1: So
3: I'll stop. Let's let's make it a prayer point, please. Amen.
0: So let's go to our prayer. Come and join Pastor George's Bible Study at 8 p.m.